welcome to another episode of our podcast in Mindsight. Now, today is going to be a very interesting episode, I think, as always, of course. But let's start with the usual. How has your week been, Elias? Yeah, first of all, hi, all of you listeners out there. Welcome back. It's a pleasure. Um, my week, well, it's been, yeah, kind of stressful again, filled with work. <laughs> we had, we had like a test exam to prepare ourselves for, um, the real exam, which will be in two weeks time. And yeah, that one went quite well, got a pretty solid grade on that one. And other than that, it's, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's usual business, um, not that much going on at the moment with the exception of well <laughs> doing a bunch of homework and working <laughs> practically all day oh, how man. about you Yasin? yeah i can i can only imagine um yeah my week pretty solid as always again nothing special i think um yeah actually a really normal week which i'm quite happy about nothing too crazy happened and now we're here <laughs> yeah crazy things can happen in both directions like positively oh, yeah. and negatively and definitely no it was a normal how, how do i put it just really yeah just just a normal week <laughs> this is the best i can describe <laughs> it this is the best words i can find um wonderful let's... now that we brought our <laughs> listeners here <laughs> with our pretty normal weeks I suggest yeah. we get into our topics of this week right now. Definitely. But what are they? So we decided this week to talk about a topic I consider to be very important, especially now, um, you know, in the 21st century, um, as it seems like the job market gets more and more specialized. It seems like you need very people who are very specialized on a very specific domain and we are gonna kind of discuss that yeah discuss kind of the difference between specialists and generalists um the pros and cons of both and maybe how they fit in the 21st century and also i think a topic um we also discussed kind of in private about which is the human potential and is the human potential unlimited and there again we're gonna you know kind of try to define human potential and try to see if you can really sort of limit our potential as human beings or if it's truly unlimited so i think it's going to be a very interesting yeah it goes kind of hand in hand with the specialization aspect <laughs> of the first topic. yeah definitely so yeah, Definitely. let's get right into it, I'd say. Um, my first question is like, or which I ask myself is, why um, do we need to get specialized even? Oh, damn. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice question. Because yeah, you, yeah, you mentioned like in the, on the job market, we, uh, there's like a need for specialized people. Yeah, definitely. Um, I it's it's hard to kind of pin it down why it's that way for me at least. But 
I just I just found and not not only I, I you know, you read it everywhere and you hear it every everywhere that <laughs> the job market is kind of getting more specialized and even when you're studying you know, a major there comes a point where you're kind of forced to decide in what area you want to specialize in which you know isn't negative at all it's just a trend mm-hmm. I think that has especially in the 21st century really took off and really transformed the job market but i couldn't pin it down to specific reasons like my my thinking about that would be um it's not only been going on in like the 21st century it's been starting like around the industrial revolution and stuff because um there's there was like this huge potential in economic in the economy like if you um split labor like if you divide it uh, um, over a bunch of people with trade uh, with trading then that's got a huge potential on um, like increasing the gdp in that sense uh, gross domestic product like the value of a country because if many people are specialized in uh, specific fields then yeah their output will become much greater and uh, much with much more quality much more quantity and Maybe that's like a thing that's still going on in the 21st century, I'd say, which demands highly specialized people. Definitely. Yeah, I think, yeah, I completely agree. It's very probably stems from from that, from the Industrial Revolution. And I think, you know, even, you know, comparing the 21st century with all of its, you know, new technologies and innovations and stuff some people may say you know you can't you can't really compare it to the industrial revolution but i think it's the exact or a very similar process just in in different areas whereas yeah. you know in the industrial revolution we had kind of uh, this focus on machines and kind of this I know this corporate world kind of really took off <laughs> and now in the 21st century you know apart from the fra- fact that of course the corporate world is if you could say if you could kind of summarize it as an industry it's probably the most powerful industry today and you know mm-hmm. just looking at fortune 500 companies who have enormous influence not only in the area they are in but on society as a whole no i think corporate world still has a major impact and yeah so definitely agree 100 mm. <laughs> percent. but now that we kind of talked about where it may stem from i think it's important that we you know from the start agree on the same definition that's so true. we don't <laughs> <laughs> like um i I think you thought about that before the podcast already like what is your definition of the whole topic yeah so what i found a quite suiting definition for a specialist is you know a person who concentrates primarily on a particular subject or activity and generally a person who's highly skilled in a very specific field and therefore because of this yeah because this a specialist has a very deep knowledge of a specific field um 
he <laughs> differs vastly from a generalist, which is a person um, whose knowledge is kind of dispersed over a wide range of subjects. So he knows basically a lot about a lot of things, but he knows nothing really in depth. And I think mm. he's shooting kind of word for it is um jack of all trades for the generalist which basically means you know you're good at a lot of things there's also the saying you know jack of all trades master of none and <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah i know that one <laughs> it's basically a generalist yeah he's good See? at a lot of things he knows a lot about different areas but he's not really an expert in any of them he's not in the you know top five percentile of the people in, in that mm. domain he just is pretty knowledgeable and maybe can hold up in discussions about certain topics, but he is yeah. by no means an expert. <laughs> but he's got to say like uh, something in every discussion, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah, well, okay. yeah, it seems, seems like you know, pretty solid definitions of the book too. Well, yeah, let, let's start from, from, yeah, those definitions then. Um, like, my pro like like what would you describe yourself with like are you a specialist or are you a generalist um hmm. i think as of now i'm definitely more of a generalist because i've i've never really focused on getting really good in just one or two specific areas i've well, always been music, i want to I'd be say. good at <laughs> Yeah, even there, it was never, as I said in, in in prior episodes, it was never, you know, with the goal in mind to make it, yeah, to like turn it into a professional mm. career. It was just for fun. I enjoyed it and I still enjoy it. But yeah, I'm, as of now, I'm pretty much, I want to explore a lot of different areas to kind of find what I like most, what I'm good at and what I want to pursue. So maybe in the future, I will become a little more specialized. You kind of have to in today's yeah, day and age. You can be like, I can edit videos and I can uh, write blog posts and I can program and I'm also a doctor and I'm also that and also that. You know, <laughs> it doesn't really work that way. So Well, for some people I, it does, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not the kind of superhuman. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, as of so now, the I, listeners will know who we are referring to. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. but yeah, I think I I suspect that I will get a little more specialized in the future, mm. but not too much. I I don't think I'm a person who likes to become very very good at just one thing or two things because to Why me not? it feels like I, I don't know. To me, it just feels like I'm I'm getting too one dimensional. You know, mm. I don't want to be that. I want you're to. You're kind of wasting your potential in other areas if you. Oh, we're oh. gonna get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it plays a part in that wasting my potential and kind of, you know, if you're experiencing the world just through the lens of a specialist in a certain field, for example, let's say you're you're an amazing doctor that's pretty much all you have like you have no hobbies no other interests it's just all you have you may be one of the best doctors in the world but you only kind of see the world through that lens of being a doctor mm -hmm. whereas when you have a little, when you're a bit, little bit more diversified in your interests and abilities i think 
your perspective on the world is a little bit more differentiated and yeah, more yeah. interesting. But like an interesting question would be then where does specialization end and where does generalization start? Because you can be like in your career, you can be very focused on, um, let's say, yeah, becoming a world-class doctor. But um, nevertheless, like in your free time or doing your free time, you can still read up on other things, on books, um, online articles. You can learn how to program maybe. Um, like it's, I don't know, where, where is the dividing line between those between those two aspects like specialization and generalization hmm. that's oh man <laughs> that's a hard question yeah <laughs> that's, that's really hard yeah I, i don't think i can maybe it's like accurately answer that maybe we can like define specialization as like the really extreme part like on on let's say on one side where you really focus your whole life on this one aspect <laughs> with everything yeah. you can do nobody uh, i guess in the world will be on that side of the spectrum but no, yeah we can like so. tend to maybe different sides and generalization is let's say well what's the most extreme case of generalization <laughs> i don't know studying your whole life your <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably yeah something like that and switching jobs every two or three years yeah you know, just <laughs> oh always, i see myself there always moving <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, okay yeah it's hard to kind of draw the line but an interesting thing i've i've heard i don't remember where probably in like a youtube video or something um a guy kind of talked about this concept of generalist versus specialist and he was like in today's day and age it may be know a pretty good option to kind of be a specialist on the outside for the extended mm. word but be a generalist on the inside so you are a doctor <laughs> and kind of that's all people see externally but you also you know enjoy philosophy and you also play an instrument and you also work out and you also do that mm. and you're also i don't know part of this organization and that's i think a pretty yeah. reasonable Middle yeah, ground. it's like it's like mm, we tend to like the first thing you get asked at the party is probably like what's your name and what are you doing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. the second thing even before for the first thing. And if we're like um, specialized only on one thing, our like whole character or or what we are is basically getting reduced at this one aspect. Which well, I I don't think that at least for me it, it's not that uh much of a, <laughs> a goal i want to strive for yeah. yeah yeah i agree i think um for generalists in general <laughs> a a big part or a big reason behind why they want to be generalists is exactly that that they don't want to be limited they don't want to be easily defined And so mm. they kind of diversify in many different areas and people can't really, you know, put them in a, how do you say this in English? Like put them in a uh, cupboard, <laughs> in a like... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like the, the German saying, it's like, um, 
Well, let's let's put it like that. Maybe you can can't apply any cliches to the, those people who are generalists. Exactly. Yeah, and I I can totally understand that. Like I, again, as of now, it may change. I hope it's <laughs> I hope it changes over the next few months. But as of now, I don't really like to be defined as I don't know, the guy who plays the piano or the guy who programs mm. or the guy who. Uh, likes philosophy or you know i don't really want to be defined uh with just a single niche right now i want to just okay. explore stuff and kind of make that my identity so so you like identity want to be being, um judged by all of the things that you are doing in that sense or what do you actually of. want to be um characterized by then i think again interesting thing i've heard is to be to be kind of defined as being a learner you know yeah. not a specific <laughs> not a doctor not a lawyer i'm a learner right now i'm just learning different stuff and exploring mm. uh different domains and that's that for this moment it may of course it that's will good. of course change over the next few months as i decide what i will study in university and all that <laughs> oh yeah but at, still got as half of a year now yeah every time now. <laughs> oh man half a year time yeah. flies <laughs> <laughs> yeah very interesting so like generalist what, what, what is um, sorry <laughs> yeah yeah we can talk about me a little bit later i guess um like <laughs> so generalists are maybe people who don't want to be defined by a single thing what are the benefits of specialization then with uh, um, the exception of like okay maybe getting a, a job easier yeah i think it's for specialists it's really the kind of depth of knowledge versus um kind of having this wide array of knowledge they have a really just a really small domain but they get mm. re really really deep and have a you know understand it better than 99 of people and i think that's what makes them so valuable in today's day and age to kind mm. of you know if you're if you have a i don't know a law firm and you have you want to kind of how they put it <laughs> my english today <laughs> oh man oh, oh, no worries <laughs> um you know you have a law firm and you want uh you, you just need a, a new lawyer and there comes a mm. hundred applicants and one of them has really in-depth knowledge of the field uh kind of you need a new lawyer in and he has done a ton of internships and he has yeah, written maybe the a IT book about it or something exactly his really deep knowledge of course you're gonna choose him i mean it would be stupid to choose someone who knows a lot about different things but doesn't really go deep in any of them and doesn't have really any mm -hmm. let's say great success in any of them so yeah that's what make specialists probably so valuable today yeah and like maybe from a egoistical or from an egoistic point of um, view for like there, there are philosophical philosophical um, theories out there that try to like explain why what society is made of and why why it works the way it does and like like one theory is that it works with acknowledgement like people want acknowledgement for what they are doing and from that many conflicts and stuff arise but um 
like the force that's turning the wheel of society let's say that that's acknowledgement um and people are striving for that and maybe if you're like a specialist and exceed in your area like let's say 99.9 percent of the people then probably many people will also look up to you and you're like part of this very exquisite circle of people and yeah maybe that's what makes specialization so attractive yeah that definitely but i guess that's but... sorry <laughs> yeah sorry I, I guess that's may also making it like um risky in that sense because let's say in science it's pretty difficult to exceed if you don't have like <laughs> the capability of learning things quickly and um yeah of logical thinking you even if you apply yourself like 100% to the thing you probably won't exceed the others because there is always someone who's <laughs> so much better at yeah all of the, these things yeah, and it's also definitely. kind of risky i guess because yeah if you focus yourself on one specific area and the demand in that area is like also in the job market is, is maybe going down then yeah you gotta basically if you lose a job basically gotta learn a whole new career <laughs> yeah <laughs> build that up that's probably a bit risky sure but now i i would like to to ask you the same question you asked me like what yeah. do you <laughs> consider yourself right now okay um as you know i i generally don't like extremes <laughs> in the sense yeah. of giving off um, like being radical on either side um maybe like the past like like the past two years the, the last two years of school i'd say i was like quite specialized on exceeding in school let's say <laughs> yeah um because i really applied myself to it and well i guess it also worked out but <laughs> because of all the scholarships and stuff but um like looking back on it i think it's not something you want to really strive for because everything you'll remember is okay yeah i yeah my life consisted of school let's say <laughs> and yeah, yeah you got a good trade and stuff but um i i don't think that's something to strive for and on the other direction generalization the problem probably also is like my ego <laughs> because i don't want to be mediocre in many fields I want yeah. at least to be somewhat, uh, yeah, let's say, yeah, somewhat in some areas, somewhat exceed others. <laughs> Because, yeah, yeah, it's all about acknowledgement again, I'd say. Um, yeah, because we kind of, yeah, tend to value ourselves by that standard <laughs> also. And it's difficult to turn it off, I guess. And yeah. so at the moment, sure. I, I think like, oh, path between those two is like something that's worth striving for because a you can like put yourself with let's say 50% of all the cap capacities of all the motivation you have into one topic and the other thing like let's say like 20% go down for like the basic household stuff cooking and friends like of your time and yeah. then you still got like 30% which you can apply to other things like for me it's probably learning the piano learning spanish learning philosophy which 
yeah are the things you which are things you might want to uh, generalize to and like you have this one thing where you want to you see then which would for me be like physics <laughs> at the moment yeah. i think it's also like i i came up um upon this concept when i was watching uh or when i was listening to um the podcast not overthinking um <laughs> like Ali Abdallah <laughs> true yeah um I came upon the concept of yeah you don't need to work like full-time in one job you can work there half-time and then you can still like be a youtuber as he is <laughs> or, like a podcaster and stuff and yeah. that's something that, that that's an idea I particularly like because you can apply yourself into let's say physics and apart from that you can still be a podcaster or a YouTuber or whatever floats your boat. And yeah. like that, I think also the risk of burning out is substantially lower. So that's, I guess that's Definitely. my standpoint on the whole thing. Interesting. So you kind of went from, from a sort of hardcore specialist to a... Yeah, more let's not say hardcore. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> let's say, um, yeah, mediocre specialist. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. yeah but it's i guess it's valuable to like try out what fits you most and yeah. always like have a sure. fluid interpretation of um yeah what what you want to be like your character that you can alter it Definitely. and not stick to your plan for <laughs> the rest of your life <laughs> yeah yeah i think um this concept of self-awareness plays a very big point in in that discussion because you know if you don't really know <laughs> what you want or who you are or what you're good at you're gonna have a very hard time i think to sort of find this balance between um being a specialist and mm. being a generalist and also figuring out you know how do i actually want to live my life not no, no. um <laughs> And not seeing it as a kind of constant competition with everyone you see sort of <laughs> on social media and mm. all those you can't win uh, that competition. year old millionaires. No, you can't. And it's it's hard to accept. If you're not Elon Musk, I guess. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, of course. But it's hard to yeah, accept yeah. sometimes. You know, I still sometimes struggle with that. And it's not only social media. As for me, it's just mm. generally, you know, seeing people who have achieved amazing things <laughs> and being like, man, I could like if i would really um become really specialized and just focus 100 percent mm. of my time i could become pretty good at it maybe not as good as other people but i could become very near but but like again, what, what, what's the value yourself. of that then i mean you don't have any life exactly. anymore if you look at elon musk for example that dude works <laughs> like the past few years he's been working uh, all of all of his life maybe basically there. yeah maybe some free time but do you really want that like yeah, it's probably also not good, that good for your health no definitely yeah. not no you yeah. really have to ask yourself you know is it worth it because for for some people it might be for some people they might really love the idea mm. of it and really want to pursue kind of this very one-dimensional career and that's fine um but yeah, i, I guess think also you must said it's i guess it's about like the diver diversification point again because if you focus yourself only on this one aspect your character gets defined by um this one aspect again and 
it's difficult to be the best in that domain if it's only one single domain but if you're like a youtuber and a medical doctor then you <laughs> reduce like then you reduce like the amount of people who are um in that group of medical doctors and youtubers jointly yeah. and therefore you like raise your um you like raise the probability of exceeding in that sense or like you define like that's basically what makes us individuals like our different interests and the different areas we work in so it's kind of like you need to specialize the group in which you're working in like narrow it yeah. down to doctors and youtubers who are also like doing fitness or whatever <laughs> and then you can yeah. in that specialized group kind of exceed i guess yeah it's 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 fine that you say that um because i also stumbled upon again this idea that if okay you don't have to but it's a pretty good idea to sort of become so unique uh you know in the way in the stuff you do and yeah. kind of the combination of things because i think before before sort of Ali Abdal and all these medical YouTubers, <laughs> um, it would have been quite strange for a doctor to start a YouTube channel mm. and to talk about productivity and to also have a podcast and to also have a newsletter and to also have a blog and to also offer a course which costs like uh, 3,000 bucks. So, um, oh, those people who can afford themselves. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you made a ton of money out of mm. that. But yeah, I think once once you sort of focus on becoming sort of so unique yourself that it's virtually impossible to compare yourself to others because yeah, no one has the exact same combination. Exactly. Jordan Peterson approves. <laughs> but... Oh, yeah, right. I think that's a a pretty good way to think about it and to sort of escape uh, those both extremes of either being a specialist or a generalist. Just focus yeah, on yeah. combining your strengths and interests in a you know in a reasonable manner, and you will have success because no one has the exact same combination of yeah, things. And you have like a big advantage over all the other people who are working in that field because if it's your interest then you can apply yourself 100% to that course. It's also, yeah. I'd say, like quite advantageous for, let's say, job search and stuff. If you just, like, with all of your interests, you just create your own job, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, let's, let's... I, I was a Navy SEAL, for example, and then um, I <laughs> after my career, I give um, talks about my experiences or... I was a psychologist there and now I help like people in um, uh, crisis struck areas <laughs> over the world. Yeah. I mean, with all of your interests, you can basically just create your own job. Yeah, exactly. And and if you I think enough. once, <laughs> yeah, I think once you've found sort of your, your niche, at least in the beginning or sort of your your few things or talents you're really good at and you can yeah. really excel at not necessarily become the best but become very very good um i think there are more often than not other places and other domains you can kind of apply your talents to as you said from a navy seal becoming a speaker and a coach and having a podcast and selling books and you know mm. there are just other things your talent 
and your skills can sort of take you to and yeah but i think it's hard for people to and you know for us <laughs> to think <laughs> about it that way or to really internalize it because it's sort of a long-term game yeah right? yeah i mean we it's, still got like 20 years on the row until we get got enough experience to maybe like uh not follow the, the usual approach to the job market going to university yeah. and then yeah <laughs> well all of that yeah, stuff and it's <laughs> i think it's very hard for someone who is like 22 just finished university majored in i don't know uh let's say psychology mm. and say you know i'm gonna be now a coach and then coach people and everybody's <laughs> gonna look at you like man you're 22 like you're you're 20 <laughs> years younger you than me? me what do you have to tell me about life <laughs> exactly so i think it's sort of yeah it's sort of as you said i think it takes like 10 years till you really gain mastery mm. or at least some sort of mastery in your domain so yeah it's a long-term oh, yeah. game but I always think Definitely. it's like a pity that older people tend to look down on the younger people on their experience yeah. in, in the sense of, yeah, I, I agree. There is some kind of um, truth to their position because 10 years of lifetime really yield a bunch of experience. But it's I don't think it's like that big of a reason to just throw away <laughs> arguments <laughs> of younger people. Also, children. <coughs> you should listen to children more often. That's true. Your children are usually the most unfiltered when it yeah, comes to yeah. opinions <laughs> and you know perspectives. Whereas you know when you're an adult, you're usually so influenced from yeah other people, society, culture, religion. I don't know. It's really hard to figure out. Okay, what's what's my authentic opinion and what's just the mm. result of kind of external influence yeah that reminds me of some event in my childhood um i think i, I did something which is not publicly acceptable when i was young i don't know remember what it was and like my mom said um um you don't do that in public like you in the sense of or one does not do that in public in that yeah. sense and i like ask her who is that one who says that? <laughs> <laughs> like who? who that's, that's like nice. if you like um, if you think about it like abstractly, like what what social norm? What are social norms? <laughs> who? who yeah, what exactly. do they tell you to do there? <laughs> exactly. Oh <laughs> man, that's that's for an, for a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Think. What are social norms? What oh, is man. society? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Do we want to wrap this topic up here? I think we can, yeah. <clears throat> so, so in a sense okay, of that, what, what do, where do you see yourself then now after our discussion? Still on your same standpoint, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think what I really, and you know, this discussion kind of reminded me of, of the fact that I really have to try harder to um, not compare myself so much to other people oh, yeah. who have That's a, very a you know <laughs> completely different personality, completely different life, different interests, different talents, different I don't know, different everything, a different vision for their life. Mm. And even though sometimes it's good to kind of take 
take their achievements and take you know the good aspects of their personality yeah, I think I'd like kind a, of a lot of inspiration from there because exactly, like all on your own you don't have any idea where the journey could go i'd say <laughs> exactly kind of take inspiration and motivation from that and kind of think man look what's possible like mm. i i can also achieve that if i work hard and kind of take this as a you know positive emotion but once it gets sort obsessive, of self-destructive yeah and it's obsessive it, it can be very dangerous and so i would try to focus more on um combining maybe unique things and my interests in a way mm. that maybe has never been done before in exactly that way <laughs> and you know not try to, so much to fit into other people's definitions of how a lawyer should be or how a programmer should be or how a doctor should be just sort of doing my thing and doing it you know as well as i can while also yeah, enjoying yeah. life problem is that usually i guess quite hard i mean all of those startup people who have like this very brilliant idea but all of society things uh, wh what the hell are you doing there <laughs> you weirdo <laughs> all of us yeah. heard of them like maybe let, let's say google, the google guys in their garage <laughs> working yeah. working on like the multi-billion dollar company <laughs> that nobody believed in in that sense it's it's like yeah i guess i guess we are we have to pull even it makes it it's very difficult like if society societal norms are working against us there yeah. because that takes away a lot away a lot of support and motivation of you and if it's possible then i guess you should align yourself with <laughs> those goals but if uh, you have like a cause in which you believe in then you can still work against society in that sense swim upstream yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah although yeah it's we could also discuss on that <laughs> but <an interesting laughs> yeah okay let's let's put that into another topic sure okay so i guess we we talked a lot about specialization and what your potential there could be like where, where could, can you get with your potential and let, let's start with our discussion about the human potential then like is it limited yes. what can we achieve where can we get if we want to apply ourselves well what even is the human potential yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man i know i know this will get very philosophical well, um, um, i don't know not that much <laughs> I we'll <think> see <laughs> we, we've had this discussion before as yeah, you know. okay. <laughs> <laughs> a very a very long discussion about that mm. and Yeah, I don't know. I think minutes, half an hour, <laughs> something like that. No, I think I think it was wasn't it like two hours? Yeah, I guess it was the whole whole phone call. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not that interesting um, in that sense at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we sort of more or less arrived at a common, let's say, agreement on what mm -hmm. human potential may be. Again, okay. like, like maybe let let's start on with your definition of the human potential. Okay, again, this is not scientifically proven and studied for three decades. It's just mm. what I came up with in a discussion. It's been studied for 
18 years yeah. <laughs> in your life. <laughs> um, so I think at least my standpoint is that I think every human being who has the ability to read and write has in a sense unlimited potential as mm -hmm. in as in once you can read and write which you know i believe also that every human being almost let's say almost every human being you know except for like people who are have some kind of let's say i don't know mental illness disability. or or disability yeah but um almost every human being has the capabilities and the potential to learn how to write and read mm. and therefore i think you have the ability to learn and you know gain knowledge and um, gain information and sort of apply it and that's sort of where where this idea comes from for me to say human beings have unlimited potential because once you can read and write and therefore think you can learn new things you can gain knowledge you can apply it mm -hmm. and once you can do all that your the potential of what you can achieve is unlimited now of okay, course in the sense of if, you can manipulate the world to your liking <laughs> yeah kind of yeah exactly okay. do you like focus this on only single human beings or humanity as a whole or Mm, I think, yes, I said, I think it's, it's a matter of most human beings have the capabilities to, to do that. Like there are some ex exceptions, of course, as you said, people mm. with disabilities or mental illnesses. Yeah, yeah. But apart from those, like, I don't know, point, I don't know, 5%, let's say, I, I have no idea how, how big the percentage is. Um, I think every human being has the capabilities and therefore has the potential for unlimited potential. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> that's, that's a nice, nice idea. Where, where did you, like you said, you kind of came up with it. Did you have any inspiration for that? Or like where, where exactly did it come from that idea? I or think did it just like pop into your mind someday? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've, I've been thinking about that a lot, but no, not in, I haven't been thinking about it as in what is human potential and is it limited or not. I think I sort of danced around it for a long time and trying to answer for me why it is that I sort of feel the pressure to do a lot of things and achieve a lot of things and uh, gain as much knowledge as possible and all mm. that stuff. And I sort of, at least for the moment, came to the conclusion that I think it stems from a sort of insecurity for me mm. to feel like I don't want to waste the apparent unlimited potential I have <laughs> and actually yeah. do something with it. And I don't want to, as we often think about, you know, if I'm 80 years old in my rocking chair mm. and think <laughs> back to my life, I don't want to say, oh, I wish I did or I wish I put in more work in that area where I wished I achieved more in that area. Yeah. So I think it stems from a certain fear of regret and a certain insecurity to do something <laughs> with my life. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. So I'd say 
if if you only limit yourself on that that you want to use your potential it's also kind of it's not fully positive in that way because i've got a like a good friend from school there still she like was really exceeding at maths she is <laughs> she was like crazy and um everybody expected her to study maths um because she had like let's say <laughs> uh very very high potential in that field and nevertheless she yeah. kind of achieved to decide against that and study at something with biology now i i think um and she's happy with that and there are also many other people from my program where i was part of at school um who did not take any job in or like did not study something with that has to do with science and still got happy so i guess you don't need you don't need to use your potential always to get happy sure for, I, for me okay, of course I, it is the other way yes i want to um like use my potential to the fullest yeah <laughs> in that sense or like no, I maybe you want to um like use all the possibilities in my life like you discover everything that's adding value to my life maybe i yeah i agree if i okay i i didn't say that uh you can only like or uh if you're if you're striving for kind of maximizing your output in the world and kind of um maximize your potential in your lifetime mm -hmm that will make you happy i i really don't think so and <laughs> i think we've seen many examples in kind of the history of humankind of people who have devoted their life to achieve great things for the whole of humanity and mm. we're pretty miserable really you know, who um, are you thinking so, about in specific there honestly i think most genius like even einstein had like mental problems and depression and all that oh, stuff yeah. and of course you can't say it stems necessarily from the fact that he was doing physics all day <laughs> but <laughs> um i think usually the people who are really kind of in a, in a sense are selfless and focus on the whole of humanity and try to achieve great things for the rest of the world that will you know far outlive them um i think they come to a point where I don't know, I think it gets very lonely and depressing because no one really understands what's mm -hmm. going on inside your head yeah, and why you're, you're like doing what you're doing. in uncharted territory where nobody is yeah. like on your side, maybe. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's a, <laughs> a So that's the cause for of those mad scientists out there. <laughs> uh. No, but I don't think the goal should be, or you know, for me at least in my life, I don't think... Although that has changed when I was a, bit, a little bit younger, I thought that was the goal in life. Like that was the only way to really sort of become happy and achieved and successful mm. to sort of focus your life on just one thing and kind of move humanity forward and uh, to have books written about you and, you know, <laughs> history chapters and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's like that saying, but you die twice, once like when you really die and the second time when like the last thought about you was thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now I realize, you know, it for, for some people maybe for like 0.1%, not mm. even that much, <laughs> of the world, you know, of the geniuses and of people who have kind of 
let's say destined although i don't know if i believe in destiny in that sense but who are let's say destined to achieve those great things and to kind of devote uh, devote their life to to that stuff it may bring a sort of happiness to them and it may feel fulfilling yeah, to yeah, them but i, but I, but don't, I don't think, think that think... they think far enough I mean, yeah, nowadays we still remember um, Caesar and what he did in Rome. <laughs> um, yeah. But if you think like about the human race in general, in may maybe we don't uh, manage to ex escape the solar system at all, like in a few thousand years. And um, what will happen is that our sun will expand and like fry Earth in that sense, <laughs> if all of the um, <laughs> yeah. hydrogen is burned like a bit of physics here but um then like no human will be left anymore and also all, all of the knowledge of past people will be gone like what 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 do you get from it then like at some point it's quite likely that the human race will um, annihilate itself or be annihilated yeah. by something from the out of the dark <laughs> of the universe so yeah at one point or another you will die twice so why do you want to make this your goal in that sense that's what i'm wondering about for those people yeah i i get your point but at the same time it seems sort of a little bit nihilistic if i may say so yeah like what does it matter in the end um but i, I get your point and it's but yeah i think you should always like try to reflect about things like that in, in the great sense of the picture is, is it then really adding value to your life that you sacrifice all of your time and time with your family and what other values you might have just to be specialized in one area and remembered for the next uh, 2000 years to come yeah for sure no it, it, it's quite funny you know, even if you have like um problems in the present that feel like you know you're never going to solve them or you just feel so terrible for a certain period of time but then if you think about kind of the grand scheme of things and <laughs> yes. uh, the, the whole nihilism of is quite and, soothing, I guess. Yeah, and then you're like, man, it doesn't really matter in the in the big picture and you know, in one year, two years, five years maybe I will have totally forgotten about that. Mm. It will probably have no significance in my life anymore. So why worry yeah, so much yeah. about it? This, this, it's actually like a kind of psychological bias you're um, having there. If you're thinking about your problem, uh, you just by the act of thinking about it, you make it seem um, worse than it is because yeah. there's like this concept of what you see is all there is. And if you you don't you don't think about all the other problems you've mastered in that moment, for example, all you see is this um, un, uh, un, yeah, defeatable hurdle there <laughs> you yeah. have to overcome and Yes, that always makes the problems much worse than they are. So, at least for me, there's like this practice of just mentally like stepping out of myself one or two steps back, looking at myself and thinking, man, it's not that bad. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it's, you know, of course, there are situations that are like extreme situations where it may not be that easy. And, yeah, true. Um, Of course. But. You know, in I think the vast majority, and especially in kind of the modern Western world, where we tend to make a big drama even of little things like uh, oh, the yeah. barista wrote my name wrong on my Starbucks cup, <laughs> and now I'm devastated. 
Okay, I, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but there's um things I think we're just so accustomed to a certain standard of luxury and comfort mm. that as soon as that deviates just a little bit, we're already kind of in a depressed mode and <laughs> hate the whole world and kind of, yes. you know. Yeah, that's where like minimalism and Buddhism and all that stuff comes in, yeah. where you can just relax. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. um, I I'd also want to like focus on another point a little more. Like you said, reading and writing is like the, um, the cause of um, unlimited potential in that sense. And I agree to a certain extent that reading and writing is like maybe the biggest cause of you, all the potential you have, like in our society and humanity. But my standpoint is like that potential is actually limited <laughs> by a certain factor okay. of thing by certain factors of uh, different things mm -hmm. and okay ex explain more <laughs> that's interesting sure like okay we can get into that and in a like uh philosophical way i'd say like there's okay. <laughs> this really uh, complex uh, complex term like epistemology of modality <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Sounds what, like what, it, it's maybe it's well if you break it down it's basically saying um how can you acquire knowledge and like how what is it limited by and i want to get like into three points here maybe um if we okay like our ability to think maybe that about different possibilities that is very near to um unlimited um potential i'd say because we can imagine quite a lot and there's like this set of logical possibilities of different worlds that are possible to imagine where let's say okay we can imagine a parallel universe where there's life on mars where the speed of light is slightly higher <laughs> things like that um yeah. But in that world, illogical things can't exist like in, in that subset of um, logical possibilities. Um, illogical things would possibly be like square circles. <laughs> you can't imagine. Yeah. You, you can't Im imagine a square circle because that thing is logically impossible to imagine. You maybe yeah. can imagine the concept. And like there you're thinking, you're thinking like um, is already limited. Your potential in sure. imagining things is already limited in, in on, yeah, by that aspect, by the aspect of logical possibilities. So you don't have infinite potential there already. True. <laughs> I'd say. Okay. But we're like just in our mind still where we can think about stuff. Like it's, it, I'd say also our mind is like limited by all the previous experiences we had because if you, never had to do anything with maths before you have a very hard time to imagining like i don't know a fourth dimension yeah <laughs> and maybe like also bio biology and stuff we're like limited <laughs> in that sense okay. i get you okay returning to the uh, math point i i agree and i think i kind of forgot to mention when i say unlimited i don't say, for example let's take the math example if there's 
if there is someone who is you know extremely talented and just naturally gifted in math mm. and is a genius um he will probably you know achieve in one month what it takes you five years to achieve mm. i'm not talking about you i'm talking about generally generally you <laughs> but yeah you know, probably also me i'm not good at proofs <laughs> but yeah i of course there are differences in in talent and sort of natural inclination towards certain domains mm. but i think you have like even someone who has never heard of math has the potential you know, with hard work of course we're talking this is kind of a theoretical concept yes because someone who has never heard of math and has no interest in learning it yeah. will not spend 12 hours a day for the next five years studying it to get somewhat good at it but in theory he everyone could have or has the potential to sit down 12 hours a day study it and at one point to be reasonable well or even very good even though he or the person may not have any natural inclination towards it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, it's just a theoretical concept. And I th don't think you can really apply it um, okay, okay, okay. to real life. But then you'd say, okay, still in maths, many things are... Like, even if you're not initially into it with enough time, you can still achieve or you, you can still, like, get make discoveries. You basically have unlimited potential there. I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. But that still doesn't rule out like the square circle <laughs> example. Sure. <laughs> because yeah, like sure. logically you're already restricted there. And the other thing that I want to get into now, because we assumed right now that you have unlimited time available for your yes. yeah, discoveries. I will um a subset of the, those logical possibilities are the physical possibilities. Like what is actually possible in our universe? And you can imagine human flight, for example, like humans flying on their own like Superman. That's a logical possibility. <laughs> In yeah. maybe some other universe where there's gra the gravity is lower or something, we might like fly around from <laughs> New York to Chicago or something <laughs> on our own. Yeah. But in our universe we're limited by gravity by our own physiology by the laws of physics you can't go faster than speed of light like your potential is limited there you will, will never be able to fly on on your own like with your yeah. human body and stuff and also in that sense we're limited by our physiology in the sense that we don't live infinitely long we're we're kind of restricted by how long we live with the, all the discoveries we can make like l maybe imagine like um, yourself you're being as as a point on a plane where where you're starting out at birth and that plane is basically like all the knowledge you can reach in your lifetime and you can like apply yourself 100% to go into like exactly one direction let's say um you want to uh, <laughs> what would be a good example like you one specific area of maps you apply yourself your whole life to this idea and still you're like limited by the 80 year of life 80 years of lifetime you have so you can there's like a kind of radius around you um yeah where its boundary is like the limit of of the time you like have of your lifetime and 
this radius limits like all your experience, all of the knowledge you can acquire. It's also like kind of a maths concept, radius of convergence. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> how many things you can explain with maths. So you're just by all the physical possibilities in like our universe and the restrictions of your body, your experiences are restricted and your knowledge is restricted. And therefore you only in like this, yeah, let's say this radius around you, you have maybe um, infinite was infinite um how would we say it was a uh, potential <laughs> yeah yeah obviously i i get your point and that's true like if if you think about human potential in a more practical way of course there are a ton of limitations mm. um but again if you think about in in theory um which i think my argument rather stems from i still believe that if you forget about the of course you know the natural and um sort of laws of the universe if you just forget about that <laughs> for a moment <laughs> of course i i think if if there wouldn't be external how do you put it if there wouldn't be any external limitations um, limitations yeah that's the word <laughs> thank <laughs> you um if there wouldn't be any external limitations i think we humans still do have unlimited potential in what we can achieve and do and think and you know uh build um but of okay, course but there, there, there are, are those limitations and of course even that's if, when if everything you can imagine um can can be like um, made a real possibility then again we're at the point where the logical possibilities come into play and the logical stuff can't be done sure <laughs> although 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 if we, if we just think about interstellar interstellar and <laughs> sort of quite nicely music you know, exactly um Okay, I don't know if if I've understand the movie correctly, but Understood, yeah. you know, uh, when they are in sort of the fourth dimension, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I I guess those who are listening have already seen the movie, so spoiler alert <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, you want to skip over uh, the next five minutes if you haven't already <laughs> and want to see it this weekend or something. <laughs> yeah, but you know when when. I forgot his name when he's in the fourth dimension yeah. and sort of time becomes a physical dimension and he can just move around time like he mm. would around a room. Um, he asks this, this robot, you know, where, who has built it? Like, where does it come from? And this robot kind of responds that actually we did as like the humans did the human race did it mm. at some point the human race achieved i don't know how it works but sort of achieved the potential maybe over a period of millions of years yeah. again theoretically because we're probably not going to live that long at <laughs> all <laughs> but um but in theory over a period of million years we could become kind of this we can with the help of evolution, of course, we can mm. sort of become these superhuman 
beings who are able to access the fourth dimension and move around <laughs> it like in any other room. Yeah, that's really sci-fi so kind of here, yeah. Of course, but again, in theory, I believe that's possible, but practically mm-hmm. it's just it isn't possible. And well, in theory, like at fallacies. the moment, everything speaks against that thought. We are three-dimensional creatures and we can't possibly um, exist in exactly. fourth dimension or any other dimensions there might be out there. And we... Of course. Like, all all of what physics has discovered the last um, 2,000 years, which, um, yeah, admitted is a, like, quite short time in the whole context of the universe... Everything speaks against those possibilities. <laughs> you, you think so? Yes. If but we, like if okay, very thinking very optimistically. Yes, we'll like figure out some way of getting there. I guess. And still, yeah, we're limited by logic, <laughs> by sure, things we no, can actually uh, think about. <laughs> yet. Yet. <laughs> okay. I think. But I think that's where. <laughs> I think that's where I kind of try to to argue is that if we think about what we've achieved, you know, let's say in physics over the last two thousand years, as you said, mm-hmm. and I think if you taught someone a physicist or you know a scientist two thousand uh, years back that one day you're going to be able to create artificial intelligence and not even creatures. that much like fly through the sky with planes yeah <laughs> or communicate communi- communicate in an instant over the whole planet <laughs> exactly you know, all this stuff they would just say that's that's just impossible like how 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 would you move mm. information through, through the air like it's, it's impossible but <laughs> and now saying that if you know again this is pure theory <laughs> i know it's not possible and there's just a ton of logical fallacies and limitations by the universe and mm. laws of gravity and all that stuff but <laughs> let's just say we live for millions of years to come as a human race and we continue kind of this exponential uh mm. curve of innovation and technology and all that stuff i think at some point we would just become a new species in that sense that with higher intelligence and access to maybe a word or a dimension we've never had access before (laughs) and looking back back at you know um looking back millions of years then at our three-dimensional brothers and sisters Mm. (laughs) we'll be like how how could they be so limited and stupid yes yes, (laughs) now we can access time um so yeah of, I mean, of course it's just pure theory and a little bit of dreamery from my side but it's i think it's a fun fun thing to yeah fun for the experiment still mm. yeah yeah there's also like this realm of metaphysical possibilities like all the ways like our universe could have been in the sense of yeah um at this moment i i could have been in washington dc talking to the president or what um actually is like um also quite a nice thought experiment like a metaphysical possibility is also that god exists we can't prove it yet <laughs> and we also can't disprove it yet and there's like also where a kind of philosophy comes into play like um discussing all those metaphysical possibilities is there god is there not <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe also like time travel, 
travel above the speed of light. Um, maybe that's yeah. like fits in there. <laughs> But maybe yeah, one day in three hundred million years. <laughs> it may become a possibility okay no, but, but like maybe let's <laughs> um get a bit away from that sci-fi stuff and like maybe <laughs> something that we what what can we like if if we take it for granted that our potential is unlimited how can we apply that to our lives i think or let's say that um, if our potential is unlimited in a certain to a certain limitation <laughs> and yeah yeah what what can we make out of that i i think how you know the way i apply it in my life or at least try to is you know i've noticed that a lot of people who have immense potential you know to do great things in their life oftentimes they kind of limit themselves as many matters when it comes to your life i think it's a it's a thing It's a thing of mentality and sort of adopting a new perspective yeah, on things and kind of realizing, fear. you know, exactly. And not putting limitations on yourself just because you have self-doubt or because maybe your surroundings aren't as supportive as maybe they should be. Mm. Um, so for me, you know, the way I apply it is just thinking, even if it, if it is wishful thinking in a way and sort of all theory to kind of think man i i could do everything i i want to do and not limit myself by saying oh i i i really want to pursue you know piano and becoming a concert pianist but <laughs> i don't think i can do that i i don't yes, know yes. I, i think i'm too stupid for it and even though i may be or i probably am still not adopting that um limitation and still not adopting kind of an still sort of realistic but optimistic mindset and kind of having this perspective of you know the possibilities and the opportunities are really unlimited as far yeah, yeah. as they're <laughs> not limited. limited by other things <laughs> yes yes yeah very, i think it's very a, nice just idea. i think it's just a a little bit more positive optimistic way to go through life mm. and experiment explore more things while still you know while still kind of maximizing the experiences you have and therefore minimizing the regret when you're older I yes think that's yeah definitely I think about like, it. <laughs> always choosing the thing that makes the best story <laughs> yeah um yeah My my thoughts about that are um, many like in my experience many people don't like to dare things like maybe they fear okay if I take part in this program I might be too stupid other people might be more intelligent than me or from from my experience many people um, are acting exactly that way not taking risks maybe um, but what do you actually like have to lose maybe a bit of lifetime but come on in like um 60 years this this one year is just three percent of your life <laughs> yeah. that, that you like put on a line for maybe achieving something greater which will definitely add to like your life experience even if you fail and yeah thinking about that 
you you have the potential to yeah as you said achieve many things <laughs> there was also like this um there was like this really weird i think polish guy was someone like who uh, or when was it 20th century like who <laughs> set himself the goal to try and to to like um investigate how um the human potential is like uh affected in specific societal um with specific societal aspects and he like okay he searched like for a wife with whom he can um make yeah his experiments his experiment was basically okay let's get children and let's train them to become chess masters from their birth <laughs> on um like oh their my. three daughters <laughs> were like indoctrinated with chess chess was made like the most important thing of their life they were um they received like uh rewards if they were good at the comp uh, competition and <laughs> what actually happened those like one one of the girls was like um the world best female chess player for several decades and all of the other two <laughs> are were also like um chess grandmasters <laughs> and then that's oh, an as, i mean that's a really crazy experiment and you don't want to do that with children <laughs> but that kind of proves um that yeah if if you're like indoctrinated <laughs> and if you or if you yourself believe in in this concept then you can get wherever you want well in, in within certain limitations and your um yeah. how is it said your Im imagination exactly <laughs> nice i i think yeah that's a great way to to wrap it up wrap yes. it up and yeah i, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode it yeah was, it was more of a like theoretical was, thing i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty the theoretical a little bit philosophical and i hope you could take some value from it and maybe change your perspective a bit when it comes to achieving your goals and kind of being more open to opportunities and not limiting yourself yeah. maybe maybe also defining like where you want to see yourself in 10 years as a specialist as a generalist as some mix of both maybe tending more to one side of the spectrum than the other It's always important to reflect about those things. Exactly. I think um, something that helped me a lot and still helps me because I was still trying to figure it out <laughs> is to kind of uh, journal, just you know, take yes. a piece of paper and just really try to be honest with yourself. The stuff you can do, you're good at. The stuff you're maybe not so good at uh, that still needs improvement and sort of the lifestyle and yeah it's always amazing yeah, to look back on that in like a year's time or a yeah. few years time and then like see okay yeah that worked out that did not work out that great <laughs> maybe i want to apply myself to that goal a little more or okay that's shitty i dropped that goal <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yes. so reflection nice is like also a source of much potential definitely thinking reading so, and yeah. writing yeah <laughs> that's a little maybe exercise for you guys listening and i hope you tune in next week and until then see you next have a time. great next week and bye bye <laughs> bye <laughs>